Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Big drive energy. Winners circle Monday. It was a weekend, to say the least. Uh, We wrapped up our trip to Phoenix. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into Nick Taylor. Uh, with approximately zero people in America watching due to the late finish and playoff and the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit, and then we'll talk about a PGA Tour record that has been reset this past weekend, a PGA Tour-sanctioned record, if you will. Also, Dustin Johnson, right off the couch, winning a live event in Vegas right before the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about it all on Winner's Circle Monday. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any. Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> should we start with the waste management or should we get to that later and, and get the formalities out of the way with uh Cristobal de Solar and Dustin Johnson. Oh, I didn't even know who Cristobal de Solar was. He doesn't even know who he is. No one knows he who he is. He won on the DP World Tour. No, he didn't win. Oh, he, he shot, shot 57. 57. Oh, yeah. Fucking Never welcome mind. to the show. Welcome to the fucking show. Um, yeah, I saw his golf swing, and it, so there was a video circulating of his old golf swing, and he was catching, like, everybody was like, coming out of the woodwork being like swing your swing this and that and it's like you probably shouldn't do that if you're not good at golf like you need to make your swing better to play better golf this guy is just ultra talented and gets the ball in the hole but there is guys like that where you watch them swing and they look like a 10 handicap and i mean we've discussed this but you watch them swing and they look like a 10 and they're like a scratch golfer and you'd much rather be that kind of dude than the guy that looks like he should be a plus five and he shoots 82 every time. 
100%. You just get the ball in the hole. And apparently that's what that dude is good at. Um, didn't I see, though, he was he he shot like 69 the next day and he was losing by like three or four shots? Yeah, so he, and this is, once again, this is the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, in the, Columbia, right? Yeah, the Astara Golf Championship prevented by, presented by, prevented by <laughs> MasterCard. Uh, he shot 57, 69, 75, 63. For a fifth overall finish on the Corn Ferry Tour and a whopping paycheck of 38K after shooting 57 on Thursday, which, like I said in the intro, is the lowest PGA Tour sanctioned round of all time. Uh, I guess the scorecard and the course was just really not like. Wasn't it like 6,600 it, yards it or something? It was playing pretty short. It was and they're playing, at elevation too, I, I would assume. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's full elevation, but it's not, you know, Colorado elevation. But I'm not going to take away the fact that the dude shot 57 and parred the last three holes. I think that's part probably the most incredible part is he parred the last three holes. There was he was on 54 watch after nine uh, at 20. He shot 27 on going out. Just an all around insane performance. But the fact that he didn't even win on the corn ferry tour after shooting around that low didn't even finish second he finished fifth that just goes to show you how low some of these dudes on the corn ferry tour can go but also a crisp 75 on uh sunday or saturday excuse me is not going to do you any favors an 18 shot difference yeah that's, from thursday that's to saturday on the same exact golf course that's just that is golf in a golf. nutshell that yeah. is golf in a nutshell you play the exact same course and shoot the lowest ever round in tour history. And then you go out and fire a 75. Um, but I will say that Vince India, because Monday Q info tweeted um, the sequence, the Cristobal del, del Solar um, 57, 69, 75, 63 minus 19 with a plus four round has to be some sort of record. And Vince India goes, I shot 21 under and shot plus four of the final round whoops so apparently there is guys out there that have done this before uh but just a wild wild round for him and people poo-pooing like a 57 it's like you you anybody that breaks 60 i don't give a shit what the course is um it's quite a feat i would say so very impressive stuff uh he has like fixed his golf swing a little bit um, so that video circulating was like an old swing video of his. It's not the swing he shot 57 with. I want to say it was like Smiley Kaufman or one of the guys that's like low-level PGA Tour player used to be, but is on Twitter a lot, and he said, that swing has more planes than the Southwest Terminal. <laughs> and yes, that yes. shit fucking cracked me up. I, no, wasn't it Kip Henley? That's what I'm, I don't yeah, know I, who I think, it was. I think that's it was I, Kip I, Henley. He's, like a, he's a caddy. Okay. Um, but yeah, that... I saw that tweet. That was a good tweet. Yeah, great tweet. Um, we also, I'm just throwing this in there while, while it's on the top of my brain. We're also going to start doing a segment once a month of tweets that slapped that no one liked. Yeah, that, we're gonna, like, that we're like workshop, for us. Yeah, we're workshopping the name and the actual segment, but we had a few yesterday that would have that I thought hit. Yeah. And I, during I was, the middle of the Super Bowl, we're watching the waste management on our phones uh, at the bar. And my Twitter fingers were hot. Yeah, Mitchell was just tweeting all this gold, and no Getting one, zero no off. one came and found it. So that's going to be a new segment on the podcast. Uh, I, I want to drop the first one because I just it was on the top of my brain yesterday. 
So Charlie Hoffman was in the playoff and he's like 48 years old. I'm kind of telling this to you, Marissa, because you're learning. Um, he was 48 years, he is 48 years old. So he's pretty old, uh, relative to, you know, sports in general, but even old for a PGA tour player. So he was playing in a playoff with Nick Taylor, whatever he hits it in a bunker and there's a big grass mound in right in front of him. And I tweeted at his age, he's not used to having to get it up that quick. And that is, I feel like a really good tweet. And either it went over everybody's heads or they just didn't like it. So um, is there a, like anything worse than putting out a tweet that you think is absolute gas and nobody gives a shit? No, it's it happens to me at least three times. I mean, day. like there's other things like death and divorce and shit like that. But like really what hits worse than just nobody showing love on a good tweet? Yeah, it, it just makes your heart a little sad because yeah. you, you take the time. I just want to be accepted. It. Yeah, I just want people to like me. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't have your Twitter account be private then, like some fucking big dick. I don't have my Twitter account private. Oh, I well, have my Instagram account private. Oh, sorry. Well, same. My Twitter? No, yeah. it's not. Oh. No, it isn't. No chance. It is. Sounds I, like it is. I can't tag you in anything. See, I think that's a you problem. I don't. I mean, it's a you problem because I can't tag you in any. My my Twitter is not private. I think you could anybody could go look at my tweets right now. You can retweet me. That means I'm not private. All yeah. right, we're done with this. <laughs> this fucking we're workshopping the new segment. But yeah, nobody. Elon's trying to fuck with me. Uh, he's shadow banning you, like he shadow banned our Zin TikTok, or he didn't. But this fucking senator from New York that's trying to ban Zins clearly shadow banned our tiktok at the waste management because this guy asked me for a can um i had my zin backpack on we were down this dude thought spencer worked for zin yeah which, which made it a little bit kind of like more lame he was like asking spencer for zin merch and we're like we we don't work for zin we just inhale them like they're candy yeah so he asked me for a zin i tossed my can up to him in the stands and then he took one tossed it back down uh, it was pretty cool, but he got was like, a crisp 40 <laughs> views on. So he did open my, if any of you guys, anybody out there, you know, watching you, the YouTube. Yeah. If you're watching the YouTube or your, your Zen, Zen family like us, they made these like ice tool cans. Uh, ice tools, like a Swedish company. You have to order them legitimately from Sweden. Looks like um, this on the YouTube, big drive, energy golf, like subscribe, follow and give us all the, give us all the love. Or if you're listening to this in podcast form, give us the love there. Uh, but they have ice tools which allow you to have one part of the canister for your Zin that are fresh. And then instead of just throwing them on the ground, which I've been yelled at for millions of times, there's a little top part that you can pull off that you put the old ones in and they sit and hang out with all their old battered friends. Discard the old bullets. Yeah. So they sit up there at the top and they're gross, like they're fucking full spit and shit. So the guy opened up the wrong side of my can. You He's like, these are all fucking soaked. And I was like, well, and I was like, yeah, Use that's your fucking brain. I was like, he opened the big part. And so then he, he got there. He's like, don't post me on social media. I told my wife I quit a month ago. So it's what like, did shut he do? The fuck Maybe up, he shadow banned us and that's why it only has like 40 views. Yeah, it's so weird. All of our other videos have thousands of views and that one has 50. No big deal. Not um, a big deal. Well, all right, let's wrap this up. So shout out to... We Chris, just started. No, let's wrap up what we were talking about. 
Shout out to Cristobal Del Solar for the 57 and the whopping T5. 38K. Shout out to you. Honestly, 38 grand for fifth place is better than I thought it would be for the for the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, no, it's nothing to shake a stick at. It's like, like more mini than half tour of my, shit, you finish fifth, and that's like 2,500 bucks. Yeah, it's more than like half of my monthly, yearly salary, but, um, <laughs> it, you know, it's, Don't it is what yourself. It, it is what it is. So let's talk about Live Las Vegas. Great time for them to have a tournament. I don't know what they like. I don't know what the numbers looked like in terms of attendance because people were like, oh, they're, you know, I heard some, some comments that said, well, they're trying to compete with Waste Management Phoenix Open. And I think one thing is, is that they weren't trying to compete TV wise. Like, I don't know if TV, they're ever going to compete. I just don't, I don't think it's ever going to happen. What they were trying to do is go to a place where there was clearly a lot of people already there. And like, what are you going to do on Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday if you're going to the Super Bowl? There's nothing to do in Vegas. (laughs) I'm I'm fucking with you, dude. I I agree. I kind of just want to end the spot right now. (laughs) Just give the people the good 15-minute run and just be done. No, but they were trying to cap, like the, the world is at the Super Bowl. The amount of people that were at the Super Bowl is like, it's, it brings people from all over the country, brings people from all over the entire world. So they were trying to get a captive audience. I don't know how well it worked. I didn't see attendance numbers yet. I know TV numbers come out usually today or tomorrow. Uh, I doubt that they, you know, even compete with the PGA Tour. But also the Waste Management Phoenix Open is a attended event where like people, it's not like a, the actual event itself is people is like must see TV like a Masters would be. I think people either attend it or it's watched like every other tour event. I don't think it's like anything special. So Dustin Johnson came out on the winning end of Live Las Vegas. And the kind of ironic thing, so this tweet from Daniel Rappaport, which I don't condone his podcast at all, uh, but he does have a good golf Twitter. Let me find At least he knows what he's talking about. And actually swings a golf club. Yeah, he's he's one of the only people, the only person on that pod that does. Um, so Dustin Johnson in his interview said he barely touched a club during Liv's off season. Was genuinely surprised at his T five finish in Mexico. Just won the Vegas event, four point seven million in individual earnings in the first two events. This guy is so fucking talented. Real man. quick, I was just gonna say, I, I don't know if this is a crazy take. Um, and I am like not thinking 100% straight today, just a little bit foggy, but, uh, I think Dustin Johnson may be the best athlete golfer ever. And everybody's going to say Tiger Woods, but I think Tiger's like built for golf. Dustin Johnson's just a fucking athlete. Like he could have been like an Olympic swimmer. He could have played basketball. He plays golf very, very well. Like he's just built as an athlete. Like, there's some people that are built for golf, and there's some people that are just built to do anything well. And I think he is, like, yeah, the I, top I of I can that. resonate with that. Oh, yeah? Well, you're not built for golf. We know that. So whatever it is, it's something else that you're built for. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, but, yeah, dude, I, I honestly think Dustin Johnson is, like, the best athlete to ever play golf. He's just it, – it's like riding a bike for him. And I actually – one of our buddies, Tim Rusk, uh, ran into him – when he was like 17 up in Minnesota, I think he was playing like the U S amateur or something. And he was going to the, uh, like they were going to like the Minnesota state fair and 
they ended up like in a limo with Dustin Johnson somehow, oddly enough. And he said that the dude was just like the most laid back, like know how good you are. And, you know, like you don't even need to tell people because everybody just knows how good he is. Um, and he said he was like the most laid back, like chill dude he's ever met in his life. And he was like 17 at the time. He was like crushing beers. Um, and I th- he was probably like staying at like a billet house. Like somebody was like housing him. Um, and who knows how that went? No moms are safe around Dustin Johnson. So even at the ripe age of 17, you never know what he was getting into, but yeah, the dude just like, he's a legend. He's legendary. I, he's probably one of my favorite golfers in all honesty. Like he, he doesn't get the love that he deserves for being that talented. No. And it's obviously because of his career change and his career path, but his last win on American soil was uh the u.s open 2020 masters Ma- oh, okay. in november the, oh yes the it was the covid late, masters the late masters okay but he i forgot he won a masters if i'm being honest yeah well that everybody kind of forgets about that masters yeah. and then he did win the uh saudi international in february of 2021 so a couple months after that um by two strokes over tony finau and justin rose so he he's uh saudi now he's combining the two. He's combining a win on American soil, Saudi backed, at La- in Las Vegas at Live. And one of the crazy things about yesterday that did gain a little traction on Twitter, and we'll get into the the shit show that was the Waste Management Phoenix Open as a in general. But the the final round of the Live Las Vegas event was Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, and Bryson DeChambeau. That was the last pairing. The last pairing because they shotgunned. They probably started on four. I wonder if they were on four B. <laughs> Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> yeah, that that's some shit I can't get over. But I, I bet I would assume that they started on one, so they got they get the fucking preferential treatment because they are the leaders. But when you look at the leaderboards, yes, going into yesterday, minus the clusterfuck of the PGA Tour because they had to just play through, like Nick Taylor. Sahith Tagala and Andrew Novak. Andrew Novak. Or or it, Dustin, I don't even think his name's Andrew. Aaron, no, I think that's right. Is it? Yeah. Because um, we we knew an Aaron Novak in high school. Yes. So uh, I think isn't he, BJ Novak the dude that was in the office? Am I? Is anybody watch the office? Office. In I've never watched it. Marissa. Uh, you. You. <laughs> you. <laughs> your face you were just like shocked like what was that shocked look for i do know bj's pretty well but not that bj oh yeah how do you not watch the office never, never watched, watched one episode office. oh guys we're doing it no, no. <laughs> uh, Why not? i'm out it's okay it, see spencer i feel like you would kind of like the office because it's uh it's like the non-laugh track like it's i almost in a roundabout way, we don't compare, compare it. it to Impractical Jokers. <laughs> do not fucking do That's it. That's exactly what I was about to do. Uh, I honestly it. feel like the Absolutely opposite and Impractical Jokers are, it's like secondhand kind of cringy, but funny-ish. Like if I had to, you know, take it, take a gander, that's what it seems like it is. Well, no, this is, so this is strike number two of me wanting to just end this pot early. <laughs> Uh, no, but Dustin Johnson winning after not really playing a ton just shows how talented he is. And it thanks for recapping that. It also just like the field is, I I don't know. Like looking at the leaderboard, like Taylor Gooch, Peter Uline, Matthew Wolf. Um, Matthew Wolf played pretty well. Yeah, he was. Uh, 
10 under. So he was two sh- two shots off the lead. Get him away from that toxic boss, Brooks Kepka, and he starts playing good golf. Yeah. So, and what's funny, what I find funny is almost every single week, it's kind of like high school golf with Liv because you have a player it's that. It's not a great comparison well, for them. Well, no, but it's true. You have a player that wins, and then the team almost every time the team never wins. Like, yeah. Dustin's team, the four aces. You know, Harold Varner was leading after round Everybody one. Everybody knows the four aces. Everybody knows the four aces. So Dustin, Pat Perez, Patrick Reed, and then Harold Viner, Varner. Real they quick. finished second as a team okay. to the smash GC of Brooks, Taylor Gooch, Jason Kokrak, Graham McDowell. Brooks Kepka. Um, on the like the high school reference, were you the kid winning or were you the kid pulling like carrying the water on the back end? Oh no, I was a kid firing eighty two and like being like that third score that kind of mattered. Oh, okay. And as long as it wasn't a hundred, we would, you know, win a, win an event or or get second in an event. That's true. I was the opposite. I was the one winning the events. Yeah, your dick is so huge. <laughs> um all right. Let's move on to the waste management Phoenix Open. Otherwise known as the Waste of Time Management Phoenix Open. Otherwise known as the People's Open. No, it's fucking not the People's Open. The, the people, people had a shitty fucking time. The people get in open. Yeah, the people that can't get in open. Let's just start with, okay, the fucking disaster of canceling the Pro-Am. Now, weather is something that I won't freak out about. A I, Pro-Am doesn't need to be played, but that got canceled the middle of the day Wednesday. We're at the PHNX studio doing our pod getting ready to head over to TPC Scottsdale, and they cancel that. But, you know, no harm, no foul. It's a pro-am. Weather's not great. The weather was not great all week, and they just kind of got screwed by that. I'm not going to hold that against them. What I am going to hold against them is then, you know, they had frost delays Thursday, once again, weather. But Thursday, we went to the tournament, you know, early afternoon. Overall, not that bad of a time. But just in general, getting into the tournament with media passes is a fucking crock of shit. So we can't go in. We have to go inside the tournament to get our media passes. You have to walk in the gates. You have to go to the media tent under the, you know, pro shop. Great spread, by the way. Good food. Um, Lots of chicken marsala or some shit. The cookies were fire. Um, I I, ate two large cookies. I felt guilty about that. The the cookies were good in the media tent, but you have to, my point is you have to walk through the gates where everybody walks the ticketed gates to go to the media tent to get your media credentials. Well, I have this printed out piece of paper. I felt like I was in, you know, 2010 with my printed ticket and this asshole at the gates, like you guys, what can I scan? You can't get in. I'm like, it's a fucking media piece of paper that you need to let me in with so I can go get my media pass and I'll happily walk back here and have you fucking scan it so I can get in. Yeah. But like you, you can't, if I could, if we could get our media passes before the tournament or somewhere outside at a different entrance would have been no problem. Communication is just a shit show. And I'll piggyback on that a little later. Their logistics is so fucked. Like everything about it. it and it's never been good. Like the last, what, what is this? Our fourth year going? It's always been a clusterfuck, and I think this year it finally came to a head a little bit as everybody saw the debauchery on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but they, I think it just comes down to the how greedy the PGA Tour is. Like, they want to sell hundreds of thousands of tickets. They, you know, they want to do probably $50 million in, in merch and food and all of this shit. They want to make all the money, and they don't want to spend the money to actually bring in like a security team. You got a bunch of 70 some year old volunteers 
uh, that don't know shit from apple butter. They have no fucking clue what's going on. Nobody can answer a question about anything. And you've got thousands of drunk 20-somethings running around like it's a fucking free-for-all. Like, it, it was just a... a it, it's gone, and I tweeted about it, like, I don't want to sound like a boomer, but it definitely has gone too far. And maybe it's just me, like, getting older, but I feel like they're trying to attract, like, my age demographic. And unless you're just blacked out, shit-faced while you're there, it's not that much fun. Like, the bathroom situation's a nightmare. The food situation's a nightmare. Getting anywhere around, the like, 16, 17, 18 area is a nightmare. Like, logistically, it's it's all a problem. So... Uh, yeah, if I'm being real honest, like this is probably the least amount of fun I've had there so far was yeah, this year. Yeah, it wasn't a great time. Thursday, we got there right as play got it was uh, postponed. Rain. It was yes. pissing rain. It was freezing fucking cold, which like I said, weather, not their problem. But the amount of other debauchery fuck-ups that they had, just it. no wonder... It turned from the last couple of years, people thinking it's so much fun and putting it on Twitter and, you know, the the people defying gravity. Check out our TikTok or Instagram to see uh, Miss Captain America and then this chick and all this ASU shit just could not walk straight leaving the tournament on her own. Um, that shit's funny, but they, they took it to a new level with how wet the course was. There were so many different areas that people could fall just at the drop of a hat and they were every single time. Um, but Friday we go and it was just, you know, it was us. And then I took my wife and, and brought the kid along and my wife <laughs> brought the kid, cannot afford. Um, <laughs> and that was, a, it was a fucking disaster. So it starts with us rolling up to the tournament middle, not middle of the day, 11, 1130, like a time where it shouldn't be that busy theoretically like yeah. it's mid it's not the, you know, we're next year we're going to do the running with the bulls. I want to do that. I, I get there early. with that in Russian just because of the experience. But it started with uh, it taking 45 minutes for us to get from the, the highway to the parking lot, which is no joke, a you quarter of a mile. You can walk there in five minutes. Exactly. And every single parking lot, once again, I won't hold this too much against them, every single parking lot for media, people that paid to park, people that paid for certain lots, lots two through five were all pushed to overflow. So everybody... And their mother, other than like the players probably, are parking in the same overflow parking lot that was a shit show. Out by the highway. Out in a, a fucking desert. From, yeah, over yeah. a mile from the actual course. Yeah, so it's a that part was a disaster. We finally get parked. We get on a shuttle that takes us close-ish to the event. Not that close, but close enough, right? So we're like, all right, cool. We're going we're gonna to take the shuttle. This is going to be great. Where does it pick up? Picks up right here. Fucking awesome. Cool. Let's get in this fucking tournament. Go up to the security lines, and they have about a hundred foot wide fencing where everybody's like moving like cattle through it. And right in the middle of it, they have a fucking full size waste management trash truck to where you have to walk. You have to walk it. around it. The, on the left side of it, there was probably two feet worth of clearance, so it's one person at a time, fence, yeah. and only certain sized people. Um, other sized people had to go the other way, where there was about a six foot six to seven foot clearance where you walk on the path, the sidewalk. And so it makes no sense. There's well, so I heard it. Did I tell you this? I heard a dude talking. Apparently they do this now at events. So people can't drive their cars through there. Like they can't, uh, you know, God forbid, like, I don't even want to say it, but like go on some sort of wild spree where they want to mow down a bunch of people. They, 
they park those vehicles there so people cannot drive through that area. Yeah, well, no, and I heard and that, that too. Fucking su- like it's a pain in the ass, but it also makes somewhat of sense. It, but that wasn't the only that that wasn't the only problem. That was just one of the the many problems. Yeah, well, and I actually respect that, but put put that on the outside, like the the end of the fence, yeah. to where you don't have people bottlenecked already, then have to spread back out, then have to re bottleneck, yeah, and get into the gates. So that took another forty five minutes. Then walking up to the ticket line. Oh, I did go cash my uh, ticket at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Little Nuggets, Lakers, same game parlay. Pretty choice. 1200 bucks in my pocket. I actually made money at the Waste Management this weekend, which was fun. But went to the DraftKings Sportsbook. And then to get into the ticket line, that was another 30 minutes. So people are... It, it, took, a two, it took us two and a half hours to go from our house into the tournament that was 25 minutes away. At least. Yeah. And so that part of it just was an absolute shit show. And you saw, let's let's actually pull up. Um, Marissa has the the thread of all the different things that happened this week. So let's start off once again. Follow us. Uh, watch these pods on YouTube. Oh, don't don't serve me. Somebody said it. I'm, I'm just sick of it. Just shut up. This is actually funny. He said that. Uh, or somebody said that Urban Meyer was a better NFL coach than he was a Ryder Cup captain. And that's apparently what sent him over the edge there. Um, not completely wrong. But well, Zach th- Johnson does not like facts, apparently. No, that that is a fair statement from you. But I'm going to I'll be on the other side of that. I think being a golf coach, we saw it through our entire lives. Like if you're an actual swing golf coach, you matter him putting pairings together and just hoping like it's not on him that the u.s lost the Ryder cup the fucking players play and and too many circumstances like yeah somebody was just trying to get under zach's skin and clearly worked because he had a freak out but too many times people think coaches matter too much in sports they don't in football they matter they're calling the plays they're the ones deciding what the players are going to do in a fucking golf tournament in a Ryder cup they just got to fucking play better yeah, but you can set guys up for success better than, you know, pair. Like, I, I don't think he he did very well. He's Zach Zach Johnson does not strike me as a leader of men. Um, it's from Iowa, dude. Yeah, no, and I'm not knocking that. I mean, if he would have gone to University of Iowa, maybe he would have been a better leader than if he had gone to Drake. That's a very fair point. Um, but you just look at him, and he doesn't. You, his looks don't inspire confidence, in my opinion. <laughs> they do not. Um, <laughs> speaking of another guy that looks don't inspire confidence, we saw Eric Cole in the media tent. Bro. Holy fuck! This guy is five foot four and one hundred and ten pounds soaking wet. I it, swear to it God, it was wild. Like I, I Mitchell like, made him look small, and if I you felt know like Mitchell, Godzilla, uh, it, it was unbelievable. And this guy's out here firing fucking rookie PGA Tour rookie of the year last year, and I thought he was like I. I could have carried him out like my child I had to carry out on Friday. You That's must, how small he yeah, was. Yeah, you could have gotten Sawyer and Eric Cole confused for the, each other. Yeah, I could have strapped him in a little front backpack with his legs going back and just fucking walked Eric Cole right out of there. Um, Come on, Eric, we're on a rain delay. <laughs> just fucking throw him on your back. All right, Marissa, By the sorry, way, this is, this is not a take shots at Mitchell podcast, so we're fucking... Oh, we've already had multiple shots taken at me, so I'm just ricocheting. Okay, yeah, let's move off of that. All right, next clip is going to be fucking Billy Horschel freaking out. This was... All right, so we'll watch the shot. shot. Get him next year. Put him 
buddy, when he's over a shot, shut yeah, the hell up, up man. Guys, come come on. on. I'm trying to get a damn golf shot here. It's a fucking job. This is our fucking job, man. Yeah. It, but I, I really don't blame, like, you could tell that the players were getting fed up, and that's when you know they've gone too far. Because all the players, all they've ever said is how much they love this event and how fun it is. And now that they're, like, pissed off about all the spectators and what they're saying and they have no, you know, basically no manners. Um, it's turned into like a fucking rodeo. It basically feels like a rodeo out there. Yeah. And to, but to your point, I think that's just, it, I think the human nature part of it is the put, like, if you notice basically every player that had an instance like this was not playing good. Like yeah. Billy Horschel was not playing well. Max Homa is the only person I saw on social media, videos, whatever, throughout the week that said it's still fun. Maybe they took it a little overboard and, and didn't play well. Yeah. And that's just Matt, who Max is. But I, see, there's a direct correlation between a player having a good, like Nick Taylor probably fucking loved it. You know, like. <laughs> well, he's played there in the past. He's played well also. Um, he almost won. Did he almost win it last year when he got that? uh was it was it last year? I think he almost won it. He got that drop on sixteen. I remember. Anywho, yes, there's definitely a correlation between guys getting fed up about the crowd and holy not... shit, he got second place. How did I not see that last year? Yeah, yeah, no. I... How did I? How did I miss that? You just like continue my... to fucking whiff. That's on... like my number one thing that I go to is like last year's tournament. Scotty Scheffler won it. Nick Taylor second. Rom out of the field. Justin Thomas, who I was on. Uh, did not play all that well on the weekend. But anyways, so, all right, we got just a few more clips. Let's just run through these quick. Um, we've got the sliding down the hill. We were right next to this, actually. Uh, there was that, and then same hill, there was a girl that's a bride that slid um, on some dude's back on the same hill. No, I don't know in this clip. This is just a wild old dude. And they were putting money on that hill, too. So they, put, oh, and he fell they put money on that hill, and so if you slid down, you got money. Uh, you just grab the money off the hill. But then the cops came over, and once they stopped people from sliding down the hill, there was like little like eight and nine year old kids just going over like it was a fucking Easter egg hunt, just fucking picking up all this money. It was pretty good. All right, next one we had our actual uh, streaker. This guy's a pussy because he left his pants on. Full on front handspring. Into the bunker, snow angel. So do you know what I heard? Is this kid thought that was water. Oh my God, wow. really? What kind of dipshit do you have to be to think a bunker is water? <laughs> like, do, do you not know what water looks like? How many Coors Lights until you till sand turns into water? <laughs> How many that's, beers, boys? That's the question here. Um, uh, we had a full 87. on. We had a full on fight. Absolutely electric at a looks golf like, tournament. No, do you know my who my dad is? They were having a dad off. There there was a very frat vibe to this whole weekend. And there usually is. Like that's Yeah, the, but it just was out of hand. It yeah. was it was well way different than uh in the past. Next one we've got this is incredible. Uh this guy just building a little sand castle around his piss spot and then on his knees just pissed like when you gotta go, you gotta go. And you can speak to the bathrooms. That's oh, yeah. another fucking joke of the whole thing. The bathroom lines it took 30 minutes for us to get food, 30 minutes for us to go to the bathroom, 30 minutes to get in, 45 minutes to get in the security, 
45 minutes. Oh, and that's not even talking about the fucking shuttle. Didn't pick us up in the same spot on the way back. So we walked two and a half miles in the desert back to our fucking car. And when I say in the desert, yes, Arizona's in the fucking desert. But where you're walking, it's not like nice streets or, oh, we could stop at this restaurant. It's just fucking nothing. Yeah, it's office buildings. Um, yeah, we we started walking out uh, Friday at 4 p.m. And, and got to the airport, which was 20 minutes away at 6.45. So overall, just a logistical nightmare. Um, not necessarily something I want to deal with again. But, uh, yeah, they, it, it feels like they've lost the plot a little bit on the uh, entire situation. Like, it's no longer a golf tournament. It's just not about the golf. Nobody gives a shit. Like, nobody's there to watch golf. And the people that are are the ones that are really, like, getting hosed. Because then Saturday they stop selling booze, which, you know, if you don't overserve people in the first place, that's not a problem. But nobody's going to do that. Like, it's just all greed. Like, I hate to sound like some fucking college kid that just thinks they should be handed, like, everything. But it, it's just the, the PGA Tour is just so greedy with everything. Like, they they want all the people there. And then they stop letting people in that paid for tickets. How can you justify that in any world? Like, how does that make any sense logically? Yeah, well, there there's a, there was a post from the Waste Management Phoenix Open and the Thunderbirds, the old old boys club the that frat. runs this thing. So fucking weird. Um, they're going to have to remedy all those people that didn't get in or just ticket sales in general. I, I don't even know. But yeah, it's crazy that we talked about what a debacle it was. And one of the last things we just mentioned is they had to stop selling alcohol. They had to stop selling food. And they even, the, the 17th hole, the Kiva Club, is a place we usually like to go and hang out. It's a cool spot. You can see shots coming up from uh, onto 10 green. You flip to the other side and you're watching 17 T box, which is a uh, good drivable, par drivable four. par four. Great spot for actual golf action. And we went up there on Thursday and they stopped. They didn't sell alcohol there anymore. They only sold beers. Yeah. Mitchell was having a fucking fit. <laughs> yeah. I was not like super stoked about that. I, I mean, but it's just sad that realistically there's always going to be bad apples but it ruins it for everybody else because like your wife's uncle was there and uncle, correct? Bill. Yeah. yeah. And he was, wasn't it just him and like his sons and they were just like drinking a beer, sitting on the ninth hole, like truly enjoying watching the golf and they couldn't go get another beer. Like they're, they're not fucking stumbling over blacked out drunk. So that's where it's just so frustrating. Like you're ruining it for the people that are there to actually enjoy the golf tournament for what it is. They're not there thinking it's an EDM concert. Like, cause that it's, it does kind of have, it almost had like Firefest vibes. Like it was just a shit show. It was a nightmare. Yeah. It, it, fire, Firefest is a perfect example of what it ended up turning. Like it, it felt like an EDM concert with fucking too much rain. Nobody could fucking walk anywhere. Everybody's falling down. There's people drunk at 9 a.m. We saw this chick at 9 a.m. Couldn't stand couldn't up. Couldn't stand up. She Already knocked getting, some... like pulled out of the fucking crowd by a security dude. And then apparently we saw her walking around later that day inside the tournament. So she did not get really like reprimanded or kicked out. No. Um, well, speaking of not selling alcohol, you know who is always selling alcohol? And that's fucking Breckenridge Distillery. Breckenridge Distillery is by far our favorite distillery 
their whiskey is uh, incredible. I we needed some. Uh, it's kind of funny because we don't really drink with media passes or drink heavily. Obviously, we we're not the drunk ones at this tournament. We were, you know, doing the smart thing and not uh, getting too overserved. But I wish after some of the stuff we had to deal with, I wish I had Breckenridge Distillery on hand to take some shots of because that would have made me feel a lot better about the day and a lot better about being at that shit show event. Breckenridge Distillery, you can find it in all 50 states at www.breckenridgedistillery.com. Check out your local liquor store. Um, and they've got the vodkas coming out. Uh, the pear vodka mix is great with just a little soda water. If you're going on a little no sugar diet or you're not a big whiskey fan, they've also got vodka for you. And if you're ever in Colorado, check out the distillery up in Breck. It's a great spot to get food. Taste all the different whiskeys, do a tour, see how they make their award-winning whiskey. So make sure to check that out, www.breckenridgedistillery.com. Also, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Bet365. This is who who we do all of our golf betting through. Uh, Bet365 offers so many options on their site for same-game parlays. Golfing, we always put the each-way bets in. Uh, we did hit one each-way bet this week with... Uh, Thigala. of course, bad luck chucks us again. Uh, this, this week we did not have another winner. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All city, when you sign up and you get two different options, you can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets. Or you get up to $1,000 in a uh, no-sweat bet where basically you can place the bet. If it hits, you're golden. If it doesn't hit, you get a no-sweat bet back for that exact amount. you got two, chan- two chances uh, to make yourself some money. So check out Bet365. It's who we do all of our golf betting through. Um, easy Makes it easy on you with the each ways. Uh, we'll be back out with our picks for the Genesis Tiger Woods coming up. Uh, we'll talk about that on Wednesday's show. All right. Um, well, real quick, let, because we talked about what a shit show it was, let's let's congratulate Nick Taylor. Incredible finish. Birdied five of his last six holes, including the playoff hole to win. Um, he had Birdied that, it twice. Yeah. He yeah. had the uh, he had the Canadian uh, group out there, the fucking guy, the Mounties, I think is what they're called, the Canadian Army. They had a whole great outfit uh, planned out, and he saw them, which was cool. But incredible stuff from him and also from Charlie Hoffman. I just want to thank both of those gentlemen for us not 
letting Scotty Scheffler win a third straight Waste Management Phoenix Open. Because yeah, it yeah. felt inevitable middle of Sunday that he was going to win. Well, yeah, he birdied four of the first five yesterday, and I was just, like, sick watching it. I was like, what the fuck? Is, why can nobody beat this dude? But uh, in s- true Scotty Scheffler fashion, I think he missed four or five putts on the back nine inside of 10 feet. Um, so the putter just let him down once again. Still the best ball striker in the world. Just can't get it in the hole. So sucks to suck. Um, but Nick Taylor is probably that that's the most clutch performance I can think of in recent memory. Like it's so crazy because so, everybody you gets in a relative groove in golf where you, you string together a stretch, whether it be pars is good for you, whether it be birdies, whether it be bogeys. made a double in fucking eight holes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's some people's goals to go out and shoot 90 and that's fine. But when you get in a groove and you just feel really comfortable and you're, the the hole looks like this it's the size of a beach ball it felt like that for nick taylor but on the back nine at a pj tour event like i don't think very many guys are comfortable in that spot but he seems to like thrive in it he seems to you know there there's a certain amount of people in this world that succeed under that kind of pressure and there's a certain amount that don't he is one of those people that succeeds under that kind of pressure because that those putts on 18 just like never looked like they were close to missing. And he was walking one in. I think it was the first playoff hole. He walked it in. I'm like, dude, this guy's not losing. Yeah. He, no, I believe he walked in. No, it was the first playoff hole. The, but he had to, to get birdie, into the playoff. To get into the playoff. Out. Yep. Yeah. So that and, was sketchy. Uh, him and Charlie Hoffman both had about the same distance on the first playoff hole. Both made birdie on 18, which is not an easy hole. No. And, Charlie Hoffman's did a 180 before it dropped in. Yeah. It, it was an electric finish, and I joked about it earlier, but it was really unfortunate for, you know, I'll give them a little bit of of empathy here that they had to play so many holes that day due to weather because that's a perfect event that they always finish way before the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's 4.30, started 4.30 their local time, and normally they're done at 2.30, 3 o'clock. People can go watch the Super Bowl. So I think other than us two... And the people that were at the tournament, which they were probably looking for a TV to watch the Super Bowl at that point. Right. uh, There was not very many eyes on what Nick Taylor did, but it was an incredible finish. And his two tour wins now are just absolute bangers. The Canadian Open last year when we were on him. And then, um, you know, this this one at, at such a... You know, fan favorite event. I don't know if that's going to change going into next year. There's going to be some changes for them next year uh, when they run that. But Nick Taylor and Charlie Hoffman, thank God for them. I, you know, obviously I wish Heath would have won it. He was leading most of the time. He kind of just fizzled out on Sunday. But I think Heath's going to have to make somewhat of a swing change at some point. Um, Because as good as he is when he's on, when he is off, like his ball striking was not good yesterday, and that was evident. And a lot of, you know, online coaches have looked at his swing and kind of posted like reviews of his swing. And don't get me wrong, you don't have to be super conventional to be good. But when your club face like at the top is wide open and on the way down in your downswing is pretty much wide open relative to where it needs to be, you have to do quite a bit to maneuver that to get the ball on target especially for Sahith who's trying to like hit draws on a few holes where he's aiming like at the right edge of the green and hits a push like that. That is something that you don't really generally see out of a, a PGA tour player. And we know the ball striking, you know, 
he's nervous. He's never won on tour. So he, I get it, but like he needs a, a more repeatable move that he can swing, you know, when he's under pressure, because obviously you can't win on the PGA tour unless you just get such a huge lead going into the weekend or whatever, but you're going to be coming down the stretch and there's going to be pressure. It's going to be tight and you need a swing that you can really like rely on and see he's relative to the rest of the PGA tour is not nearly as reliable as it could be. Yeah. Well on what I thought was interesting is cause we were watching like six through 10, uh, sevens, the par three where we both were like sitting together when he teed off and dude tried to rope a hook in. He left it out a little right, still hit it on the green. But then when we get to 12, he hit a cut yeah. and he hit it so good. But when you're, yes, those guys can move the ball, but when you're like winning an event or actually like dominating, you're just kind of going same, same golf shot, same golf yeah. shot, you know? And he was really trying to work it a lot. And I feel like that's fairly rare, even for a PGA tour player. Like he naturally with his move should hit a fade. And when you're trying to sling a draw, because um, he was trying to hit seven iron from like 195. I'm like, bro, you don't need to hit seven iron 195. Like hit six iron and just hit a nice like high fade in there. So it, it was just a little bit of a, you know, and it's crazy too because you look at these players and you expect them to be like mature because they are on the PGA Tour. Um, and, uh, but he's just a kid. Like he's going to figure it out, but he's still like what, 25, 26 years old. Um, so Brendan Anderson, the tournament has become an absolute shit show. The tournament has catered to this, has catered to this BS. So the PGA needs to step in and do something about it because this is not how you grow the game of golf for sure. Like, I don't, I don't even think this week is about growing the game of golf because golf is the last priority, you know, that they, they, they want to make golf seem more fun to outside people, but it's not necessarily like the game, like I don't know if there's a single person that goes to the waste management and goes, I need to learn how to play golf now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, I need to go to rehab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's the, more people checking into rehab than scheduling a lesson the next week. Yes. Um, but yeah, they, the, the, you can tell it's just the classic case of if you give an inch, they take a mile. Yeah. And this is the year it finally broke for the waste management. They have to figure something else out next year they have to sell less tickets they have to sell tickets to a certain area where you can only go to 16 17 something of that nature yes there's got to be something figured out there because it was a disaster um let's just finish up with disasters and our weekly segment of mulligan of the week uh do you want to start out you want me to you want me to lead it off um i can start i mean first of all i bet the over uh for the super bowl and it literally in my mind, like never had a chance. And that's why I was actually rooting for San Francisco to um, kick, or I'm sorry, Kansas city to kick a field goal there and then score a touchdown backdoor the over. Uh, But it just never felt like it was getting there, like right off the bat. And there's, it's so shitty. Like when you bet on a a game and like nobody wants to bet an under because you're literally rooting for them to not score. It's just, makes it makes a boring game um but it's just so shitty when you bet on something and within like the first five minutes you're like this is a loser yeah well i don't know what number you got it at on the bet 365 app i think it was 47 and a half yeah it ended up half a point short which is insane because i had the under 
and I won a massive pool because of it. So that made the sting hurt a little less of watching the Chiefs win another Super Bowl. Um, is I won, I think, $1,600 off of that pool. So pretty okay. happy about that. Well, I'm not getting, I'm not over telling you all the things I fucked up. All right. I also like didn't eat yesterday, like during the game and just had probably 24 double vodka sodas. And uh, I woke up feeling like dog shit this morning. So uh, you could probably hear it in my voice. It's just not, uh, not a great day for Migsy. And just having to fucking look at Patrick Mahomes and know that they're Super Bowl champions again, just it makes being a Broncos fan like just a little bit shittier. Yeah, it this was not a good Monday for you. No. You know, hangover, Patrick Mahomes raising another Super Bowl, John Elway giving it to him. Yeah, what the was, fuck was that? He was the honorary captain. That's disgusting. Yeah, that part John Elway should have pissed on it before he handed it over yeah i saw your tweet fingers were going a little little crazy so your mulligan is you would have drank less vodka sodas ate more bet the over correct under bet the under bet the under that's that's your mulligan of the yeah it was just the whole super bowl scenario should have gone differently for me yeah i I wish it would have gone differently as well you'd think i'm i'm 28 years old like i should have this shit kind of figured out by now but I just don't learn. <laughs> uh, well, my mulligan of the week happened while we were in Arizona. The Airbnb we stayed at, super nice place, pool, which we didn't use because it never got to even 60 degrees. Um, but the the nightstand on the bed that I was sleeping in was a fucking big glass like nightstand that would go in a living room. And I woke up because my kid's screaming. I'm like, ah, it's time to fucking handle this. I, I turn over. And the nightstand is over part of the bed, and I absolutely smoke my dome on this fucking glass nightstand that made me almost want to just, I, I don't like concussion for a minute. So I get up, and I'm like, uh, you know, like trying to figure out where the fuck I am, trying to go into the kitchen, make a bottle of milk. It was just a fucking disaster, and it was still dark. And Oh, yes, I have another one kind of related. Uh, I did the same thing. I was trying to go at our Airbnb. I was trying to take a piss in the dark and they had like one of the toilet uh, paper like holders that like stands on the ground and I just kicked the shit out of it. Smoked my foot. Probably pissed all over the floor. Sorry to that Airbnb. Um, we got a good review, so. Oh, that's good. No, I mean, I cleaned it up. I'm, okay. I'm a pretty clean dude, but yeah. I, is there anything worse than just like in the dark, middle of the night, running into something hitting something and you just like get this rage like you just fucking want to fight somebody shit i want to fight my son every morning when he wakes up wakes me up and wants to eat like he's just a kid all he does all he wants to do is eat fucking protective services called on you. no i i take it out on my pillow (laughs) i i properly channel my anger into inanimate objects that's why i fucking hate my dogs You think I'm going to give any of that wrath to him? No, it goes straight to the fucking dogs. That's All right, Marissa, do you have a mulligan of the week for us? Yeah, unfortunately I do. All right, send it. Was it in Vegas? Yeah. How'd the blackjack tables treat you? Oh, I learned how to play. D- you you yeah. didn't know how to play blackjack? No, but okay. Brandon taught me how to play. That was my favorite night okay. for sure. How, um, how'd they treat you? Like, did you make money? Did you lose money? Well, it was Brandon's money. Oh. So I was winning a lot of money. House money. Love the house money. Play with house money. That. And there is something to be said for newbie gamblers. Like, there's definitely beginner's luck with gamblers. And if you can get hot, 
you got to ride that as long. I was, and then I gave him everything back and he lost it all. But (laughs) at least I didn't lose it. He should have split the profits with you. I know. It's okay. Um, Okay, so we had a media, like, industry party, NFL, NFL one. I, of course, had... It doesn't take a lot to get me drunk, like, at all. You're a lightweight. I'm a lightweight to the max. Fair enough. Um, So... We're taking a lot of shots, and I'm not, like I said, it hits me pretty hard. At one point, Todd Davis unfortunately asks, let's go all take a shot. So I call out what we're going to get. I thought we got tequila. I told him it was tequila because he only drinks tequila. And he takes a, like, he hits it hard and then, like, almost spits it out and, like, looks at me and he goes, you literally poisoned me. I was super drunk. I didn't know what I was doing. And then, what right. What was it? It was vodka. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, vodka shots. Not great. Yeah, I, I fucked that. I fucked that up. That but shit. then on top of that, I didn't know Swimming when to. that shit. <laughs> I didn't know when to stop. So, at the end of the event, they were like, all right, we're done. We're done. And I was like, no more shots, more shots. And they were like, no, no, we're like, we're cleaning up. And I was like, no, I want more. And so they gave me wine shots to calm me down. And that was pretty much the like pacify you a little bit. Yeah. Like I was that loser that they needed <laughs> that to do. Fiending for shots. There's like people cleaning up the room. They're like, they got the dudes in there fucking taking the trash out and no one's in there. The lights are on. Yeah. So shots. <laughs> so in I was, my experience, alcohol never works that way. Usually I know exactly when to stop drinking and call it a night. So I, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was that girl. I poisoned Todd Davis and uh, surprisingly, I did not twist an ankle with the high heels I was wearing. That's so good. that is a positive. That, I would say that's a, a, a victory. Like Vegas is just such a bloodbath to me. I mean, I don't really, it's, it's almost similar to the waste management. Like I don't really like it Mm-mm. because I know that I'm going to lose a shit ton of money. I'm going to get too drunk. Um, I'm not going to sleep well. Like why subject myself to that? Yeah. And Maybe maybe I have matured a little bit because I can admit that now. But like, I just I know it's going to be bad for me, so I just avoid it. Yeah, I didn't drink the rest of the week. That's impressive. Yeah, I uh, didn't touch another. See, I usually drink. get back on the horse pretty quick. No, no. <laughs> I mean, not the next morning. Like that's psycho shit. But like, at least next... wait till three p.m. A little no, happy. I'm, I'm a five p.m.er. I Fair. I like to booze till I snooze, and that's usually five to nine, ten p.m. All right, that's fair. All right, well, we are going to take a snooze on this podcast. We will talk to you guys all on Wednesday. We'll be previewing the Genesis Open, talking a little bit about other happenings in the golf world. Make sure you're tuning in on YouTube at Big Drive Energy Golf, Instagram, Big Drive Energy Pod, TikTok, and Twitter, otherwise known as X, at Big Drive Energy. A lot of content from this past week. We did some Uh, man on the street interviews we got videos of different people's matching outfits we did food reviews all of that from the waste of time management phoenix open make sure you're following us on all the socials i am at big drive spence he is at big drive mitch not private at marissa sias 11 on x follow us all have a great week we'll talk to you guys on wednesday peace Peace.